When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, ma'am. Uh-huh. Yep. No, I'm we're do- I'm doing the show right now. I'm looking at Frank Janish right in his eyes. I'll call you later. Love you, too. What's up, Movie Trivia Schmodown fans? Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, the official after show of the Movie Trivia Schmodown. My name is Brad Gilbert. You might know me by another name. You might know me as The Boat. Oh, my God. You're my dream boat, for sure. And yeah, I'm black Brad. I forget that that's there. Did you there. cut yourself off? Wait, hold on. <laughs> oh my god, you're my dream boat, for sure. You're a slacker, Brad. I forgot that I even had that. You cut yourself off. That's that was a nice little surprise. You know? You know what I mean? It's like when you find money in your jacket pocket, you're like, oh, cool. You're right. I've had that happen a couple times. It's a great day. How much? Sexy numbers the most? from a sexy player. Love those numbers. Sexy numbers. I love those numbers. I'm Thank feeling you. really good about those. Oh, I'm feeling those numbers. How much is? How much did you find? Like, what's the, the most? most? So the 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 real amount? Or <laughs> yeah, no. How much monopoly money did you find in your pocket? Well, so there was this uh, lawyer. Who one time at this uh, uh, event I was at was handing out these little hundred dollar bill things, but they were just an ad for his law firm. It was actually really crappy. He would drop them on the ground, (laughs) and people would bend over and pick up Uh, what they thought was a hundred dollar bill. It was like injured in a wreck. Call me now, right? And so I had one of those in my pocket, and I forgot about it. It was weeks later, and I'm like, "What is this?" (gasps) And then I realized it was the ad thing. But legit. Legit, I found like twenty bucks one time. Okay, I think the most I've I've found is fifty. Fifty. Yeah. Oh wow. And it was actually, and it was um, it was when I was it was when I was a lot younger. It was like like high schoolish. And what it was is actually, uh, I, I worked at this pizza place in Chicago, and they would give like I was like a dishwasher like in the back, you know, I was like sixteen or whatever, and like they would give like a bonus, whatever for like the holidays or something, something, and it was like. $50 in like an envelope in like one of my winter jackets. Mm. I think it was, yeah, it was for like a Christmas bonus type of thing. And so like a year later, I had put like the jacket back on or like for like the first time in a while, or at least that I checked the pocket. I went in there. It was an envelope with like $50 in there. I was like, sweet. That's dope. Yeah. That 50 is a nice find. Like 20 is a good day. Yeah. 50 is a great day. 50 is like, whoa. He's like, what wow, they, where do they do this? this? Yeah. What am I going to do with this? $20 is like, cool. All right. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to get some. I'm going to go to Chipotle. Yeah, right. $50 and get an is Izzy like, instead of a water. It's like, oh, man, I could get like a video game. I could, you know, you know, 
get a video game because I'm 17. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Like, at 17, you have no worries. Right, right, exactly. That's like your biggest thing is can I get a video game with this? Right. Um, you know, anyway. Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown. This is the official show of the movie trivia Schmodown. We have an incredible show ahead for you all. We have many things to discuss, but we might as well stick to the top, Frank Janish. The big news, big, big thing news. coming up, October the 9th. We have a massive card for you, and officially, Griffin Newman versus Josh Horowitz in round two tournament action. October the 9th. Are you going to be there? That's the plan. I'm I'm a little trepidatious about the variant being able to get out there because of work and it's it's tight right now at the at the in terms of am I able to get time off? I only have so much time off and that's like nearing the end of the year when I've used some days already, you know, we've done some live live mm. tapings at some in villainy which has been great, but I'm I'm dwindling down on the time that I can use. And um, hopefully by October, I can figure something out, get out there for the weekend, because that would be a lot of fun. I'm trying to do that. Hopefully, I can make it happen. You're trying to do it. We're hopeful. We're not sure. Yeah. You're not frightened of the it's variants. It's a waiting game, Brad. It's a waiting game, and, you know, I just – that's my least favorite game. Okay. 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 But that's going down on October the 9th. There are yeah. tickets still available in limited – quantities go to the schmodownlive.com frank janish but really when we talk about live events this is the one i want to spend some time on it's not really a live event but it is a live event but it's not a live event but we're not sure how yeah. it's like live ish yeah i mean it, it happens live just not it happens a lot but doesn't everything damn oh, it's like that tree Whew. you know i'm like jeff goldblum right now are you life What's the, what's the name of that show on Disney Plus? Jeff Goldblum knows everything, or what's it called? Is that what you're talking about? Or something else? Are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about Jurassic Park: Life Finds a Way. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, when someone says Jeff Goldblum, what's the first thing you think of? Jurassic Park, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Come on now. Uh, I'm talking about Ethan Irwin versus yeah. Marisol McKee. Now, this match is not a match that I thought that we would get this year, especially with the championship on the line. However, it might be, and tell me if I'm wrong for thinking this, my most anticipated championship match of the year. Oh, interesting. That's, so where I'm fe that's how I'm feeling. More anticipated than the rematch between Adam Collins and, and Dan Merle? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm kind of on board with you with that one, just because it's a combination we haven't seen before. Like right. Adam Collins, Dan Merle too. Saw it. great. Would love to. Yeah, saw the first one. It was a great match. Was was positive. We we're gonna get a great second match, which we did. And Dan Merle obviously triumphed in that one. Marisol and Ethan Irwin. Marisol. Okay, and the thing with well, real quick, Ethan and Dan, we saw three times time. previously. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, this was their Rocky Four. This was their Drago moment, and it was a great match. And like obviously, there's gotta be a fifth one because. They're all tied up on the series two to two. But... I know, but Rocky five. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's like, oh boy, yeah. Although I think we can give Dan and Ethan a little more credit if that match ever does happen, um, which presumably it happens at least once a year for the past four years. So odds are, 
it'll happen next year at some point. Whether it's a three-run match or a five-run match remains to be seen. But what we're talking about is Ethan Irwin, Marisol McKee. And I, I, I think I got to agree with you in terms of singles championships. Yes. Yes. Singles championships. Yes. Because there's some other, there's another matchup down the line, Star Wars, Dimolanta Harper, that I'm probably most anticipating right now. But to see Marisol go for the title and possibly be the first woman ever to be a singles champion would be uh, a history-defining moment, which is why I want to be in New York for that. Um, if she makes it to New York, rather, she's got to get past Ethan Irwin um, because that the main the main event for the live event in in Brooklyn October will be a singles title match. We don't know what the combination of players will be for that one yet. Um, it could be Marisol McKee. By that time, she would be the champion if she makes it to Brooklyn, which would be incredible. Um, but she's playing at Scumman Villainy Cantina against Ethan. What was that date? September uh, September 12th. the 12th. Yeah. Tickets still on sale. The ShmoDownLive.com. Scumman Villainy, the greatest nerd bar in the history of nerd bars. Owned and operated by J.C. Reifenberg, the Star Wars champion of the First Class League. Real quick, before we move on, we do have a $10 Super Chat. Holy hell. <laughs> Love it. Love it, yeah. like it. You All right. Have it. From Tim Sim. Hey, y'all. Hope everyone's doing well so far. Just in an interview with Marisol last night, and the last 10 minutes is such is such powerful stuff I've ever recorded, or maybe some of the most powerful stuff yeah, he's ever recorded. Um, all right. That's let's say to... some, Tim, because I think both Frank and I have been on your show. So, I mean, it's true. I don't know. But also, what a tease. I, I'm going to have to like tune into that now, man. Great. You, job didn't, know there, that, Tim. you didn't know that Tim Sims a tease? <laughs> I don't know if Tim Sim knew he was a tease, but. Should, never mind. I was gonna yeah, go we're, down we're the wrong path the wrong there. Places, yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not that kind of show. Um. Yes. So, uh, shout out to you, Tim Sim. That is going down September the twelfth. Frank Janish. Right now, I'm just asking you to pick an early pick. I don't want to do it, Brad. I know. I will. I, will. I know. No, I actually. I I want to pick for this one, but I don't. I'm. I'm picking be right. Ethan, but I'm mm. rooting for Marisol. You know? Oh, it's, it's, it's your head versus your heart. Yes, my heart says Marisol. I want that to happen so bad. I like it would mean so like the 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 impact, the importance that win would be for the league and for just, you know, the history that the league has had would be incredible. Um but Ethan, man, you cannot deny the way that he has been playing this year. He's been playing out of his mind, it's insane. And Marisol too, but like Ethan, you just every it's it's just really in your face how good he's been this year. Banana, right? There was this guy um, who just passed away either this year or last year. Who's a wrestling guy named Pat Patterson, and he was French Canadian. And apparently, he'd met, mix up his plurals and his singulars, right? So he'd put s on front of stuff that's supposed to be singular or at the end or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So instead of saying the place was going bananas. In his French Canadian accent, he would say, It's going banana. It's going banana. Right. And Ethan Irwin has been playing banana this year off the charts in singles and teams. True. And guess what? You want a little cherry on top? He won an IG match. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I do want to know what the chat thinks right now, who they're picking, who they who they want Ooh. to win, who they think will win. Like head and heart. Head and heart chat. Like who do you got? Head and heart it up. Ethan. And if you'd like to super chat, you can hear Booker sh- sh- 
yell super chat just if you want to hear one more time. Super chat. Oh my gosh. When did you guys when did he record that bite? It's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple okay. weeks. You've been holding yeah. out on us. Okay. I have been. You know I, mean? I was waiting hey. for the right time. Um PLD, the illustrious Paul Denuzio, Plud is what other people call him. Say, I'm with Frank. Head says Irwin. Heart says Mirasol. Oh, LC in the chat. Mirasol, head and heart. Oof, you'll love that combo. <laughs> Wait, what? what's funny about that? I don't know. It just sounds funny. I guess maybe, yeah. Irwin, head and heart. Marisol, heart and head. Oh, they wanted to mix it up a little bit. I think this is it. Marisol will take the belt. Now, of course, there's never been a female singles champion in the history Got of the close. movie Trivia Schmodown. Do you think there's anything... Is there any obvious flaw... For Marisol, like Ethan once had. Ethan, it was like, oh, ask him an animated movie. Just, you know, go to animated. Yeah. Uh, it's, it has to be the speed round. It has to be the speed round. She's never dealt with that buzzer situation. So, in a, in, in a, in a live match, whether it's digital, I mean, obviously you wouldn't do that one digital, but like, whether it's a studio without an audience or you do it at the Scum and Villainy Cantina where there is an audience. And to answer Ryan Kramer's question, it will not be broadcast live. It will be recorded and broadcast later. To my, to the best of my, to, to the best of my knowledge, um, they could change that. I do believe the live event in Brooklyn will be live streamed. I Ooh. don't know that they're going. They're doing that for that Cantina match. Yeah. they might. They might be able to. I don't know. But as of as of my know knowing. Uh, I haven't heard anything about that. Um, I do understand that Kevin Smith does Fat Man on Batman live from there, but we're not that. It's actually show. called Fat Man Beyond. Fat Man Beyond. That's okay. And uh, I, uh, Steph, and I host FCL live there, but I think that for this you want to tape it. Yeah, because there's you also tape it and polish it up. Right, you want you want the po yeah the polished um, version of that match. Um, but I mean, everything runs has ran a lot more smooth the, the second taping we had there, so. I think it all depends on uh, the comfortability uh, with the crew and if they can execute. And with what Christian, it, would he be satisfied with they could deliver live like that? Because it's still kind of a – you're in a new space and always learning different things, you know. So we have – real quick before we move on. Oh, and I didn't say my head and heart. Yeah. I think it's the same as most people. Heart says Marisol. Head says Ethan. Yeah. It's just what it is. Um, it just is what it is. So before we move on – uh, it's airing to patrons this match on the 17th of September. So that'll be a week after the fact. It'll be public for everyone on YouTube on the 20th of September, um, which is a full, what is that, eight days or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So one, one's five days and one's I mean, there's still some days. things available for the Cantina, Matt. For the, for that I mean, if y'all want to hop on a plane. If you feel you know comfortable enough, if you can drive there, whatever you know makes you feel safe. Mask it up. Uh, double it up. Right. Have you seen? I've seen people going with the helmets. Have you seen these things? I mean, I've seen like the face guard mask thing. The, the I, face mask, helmets. but they've got it where it even covers their head, and it comes like around right here. Okay. I mean, it's a little much, but you know what? I understand. Safety's first. Safety's okay. first. Oh, we have a five dollar super chat, and this is from Rhett the Jet. I met this dude at the Cantina taping last time. He says here, "Great to meet you, Frank at Cantina. Gonna try and make it to the twelfth if I can get enough work done this week." You still taking auditions, Brad, for FCL? You know what? It's funny that you mentioned that because if you are interested in playing in the first class league, 
hit this guy up right here. What's up, blood? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? How's everybody doing? <laughs> Marisol, just say it real quick. What do you got for us? Head heart. It's got to be heart. So the Marisol head says Irwin. I mean, yeah. how can you go differently? But go Marisol. Come on. Okay. Well, yeah. enjoy your night at the opera, you queen lover, you. And we'll uh, talk to you later. Oh, wait a minute. Oops. Take wow. him out of this. There we go. What did I do? You, you're just I messed doing it up. stuff. I thought, I mean, you did such a great transition the first time. It was smooth. It was like, I was like, whoa. I know. It's like I do this. It is. I want to read uh, what Josh here says real quick. Head Irwin. He's on an insane roll. His confidence must be an all-time high. Heart Marisol. There's so much more significance to her winning the title from a general perspective. Yeah, I think that's where I think a, lo a lot of fans I think might lie. I don't want to be too... You know, I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush there, but I think that might be their overall prevailing thought. Head and heart, is, it's going to lean that way, I think. Except if you're and like you a know what? Stand, you know, and really, though, when I think about it, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, my <laughs> I had to. Um, let's talk about some of the matches this week. Saul versus Brandon Hanna battled in inner geekdom yeah. play. And the match, I will say this. We've always talked about Hannah. And Hannah, every time I see him, I feel like he's put in more work. Right? Like I feel – because to me, Saul was probably the favorite to win this match. Sure. Right? Right? I mean, just came out of a number one contender, you would think, you know. Yeah. His accuracy for the match, though, was what, Frank? Accuracy in PPE for Saul and Hannah. Uh, seventy-one percent for for Saul, fifty-five. Mm. Brandon Hanna. This was a bit of a a struggle throughout the match, especially yeah. especially that for second round players. was a big for both. Right, that second round was very much a struggle. The first round, I thought, look, you can clearly tell. We've been talking about this for the past couple of weeks now. The question difficulty has been has oh rose across all rounds most notably the first and second round more so the first i th i would say which you know there was a lot of perfect first rounds going around everybody and it was like yeah and you know i even said in the show like cool <laughs> they did it again we, we saw that like seven <laughs> times last week you know and, and and to the writers um credit they took that to heart and said yeah especially with tournament season coming around we're trying to you know crown the best of the best here we got to up our game because you know we want to see some tough battles, you know, and, and right now this, well, at least not right now, but yesterday, this was a battle between both of these guys. And, you know, it's a rematch from last year's first round tournament match where Hannah defeated Saul in that one. And that was after Hannah was shipped off to, uh, was it the, uh, the burning Drews at the, at, at that time. At that time. Yes. So, um, this was an interesting matchup for that reason. It was a rematch, right? But when you look at that first round, I thought, you know, Brandon missing the first question. Not a great start. Not a great feeling if you're Brandon Hanna. And Saul was looking pretty good for majority of that match up, or the first round, up until like the last couple of questions there where he let a two-point lead slip away. And Brandon kind of weathered. He, he hit a few and then missed one, hit a few, missed one. Um, so he ended up with seven, same as Saul, you know, Kate said at the end of that, in, in between first and second round, that he was playing, that Saul was playing better than Brandon. I go, I don't know, because you both had seven points at the end of the first round, and also Saul squandered a two-point lead. 
by missing the last two questions. And I understand Kate is saying what she needs to say to, to Saul in that position. He just gave up a two-point lead. So you're going to want to say something like that. I get that. But I think as a fan watching, I was like, well, that's not – I don't know if that's exactly true because he just gave up a two-point lead. But – Saul's a maniac, and so let's see what happens in round two. So I like I like what she said there, but from like a practical standpoint or a fan standpoint, I didn't feel like that was entirely accurate because it was still like, all right, you guys are dead even. That's what it was like the last time they played. It was pretty much dead even, just yeah. Brandon was able to eke it out. So I was like, all right, this probably is going to go the way it went last time, go down to the final question or whatever, be a tight match. But that second round had other ideas. The final round had other ideas. And Star Trek composer... Alexander Courage, apparently. That's Man, the one thing I want to talk let's about. Talk, talk about it, Frank, because here's the thing. I will. Can I say this? Yeah. Brandon Hanna in Inner Geekdom previously has had some questionable challenges. Right? Green Hornet? Anybody? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But what do you think about this one? So let's let's set the table that Roxy's not here for this match. It's Chrissy V. She was taping a, mo right. a filming right. a movie. Right, exactly at that time, right. But, so the question is, is what Star Trek composer also uh, composed Superman for the quest for peace? I, I'm not sure that's mm -hmm. not the exact wording, but... Something like that. Right. The, ultimately, the question was asking who composed Superman for the quest for peace, ultimately. But what, what gets you tripped up there is Star Trek composer. So then you start racking your brain of, like, all the Star Trek composers. And I go, well... They didn't. None of them composed Superman four. I, I, I right, right. And so, because then they say the the answer is Alexander Courage. You know, Saul gets a steal, and Saul and Nerland's like, okay, yes, totally fair that Alexander Courage wrote the theme for Star Trek, the television show, which they would use subsequently in the movies. Right, it's based off of that. Yeah, because there's also variations of like the theme. Right sure, now. but like it's that theme. It's the theme, and it's like, and then Saul and Kate are are, are are citing that you know, oh, he's credited in the movies. He's credited in the movies with the theme. It's like of the movies, right? And it's like, well, all right, but that doesn't make him the composer of a Star Trek movie. Makes him yeah. he composed a theme, a TV theme. This is the movie tri movie trivia mode. I'm not. TV and movie trivia showdown. So, like, there's like that gray area that you can kind of, I think, argue. But also, the gray uh, to, can to even further gray it, right? Uh, Star Trek being both a popular television show and film franchise. Yeah, yeah. So that does like that gets a little interesting. Marcus it even more. But like, so to me, that part of the question is a bit erroneous and can lead you down a different path that that Brandon ultimately went down. He could just was like, he got too caught up on that part of the question. And that's not, because if you're going to have a kind of a, I think that it was put into that question to be kind of like a little bit of a tricky thing. And it is a tricky thing. But I think it was um, ill-advised to put that in the question because it gets too murky um, because he's yeah. only the composer of a theme, not an actual overall movie. Um, and what was his name again? Alexander Courage. So I'm looking up on Wikipedia, mm -hmm. which is how you say it if you know. Um, it says Star Trek: The Motion Picture Music by 
Jerry Goldsmith. Right. That's for that one. And I'm sure if I go through the entire run, it's never going to credit as the composer or music right. by my right. man. Like, there's plenty of people who contribute um, music to an overall score of a movie, but that doesn't make them like the composer, right? Yeah, because... like the cellist doesn't get credited. <laughs> right. You know so what I mean? Here's, a, here's an example that I immediately thought of for this. And all right, for Solo a Star Wars Story, if I asked you who's the composer for Solo a Star Wars Story, the he answer said... is John Powell. But, but if I said John Williams, with how they ruled this question, you would have to be ruled correct because John Williams wrote the theme, the main theme, theme yes. in for that movie. Also, by proxy, by saying Alexander Courage is a Star Trek composer because his theme is in every movie. By proxy, you could say Alexander Courage is a Star Trek composer for any Star Trek movie they ask. Yep, one, two, three, four, five, Next Generation. The J.J. Abrams ones, you could oh. say Alexander Courage and never have to memorize another composer except for that one because somewhere in the credits he's accredited. And because they said Star Trek composer, Superman, Quest for Peace, that was the answer. It's it's an interesting way to word that question and the answer that they were looking for. And according to Plud, not only the Star Wars theme from John Williams in Solo, he also wrote new music for Solo. Yeah, so I mean, like, so but like, when you yeah. look up the composer for Solo Star Wars Story, it's going to say John Powell. It's not going to say John Williams, you know? Right, 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 right. I agree. I, I, I think that the question and the answer that they're looking for, I, I don't I don't find that – I would have ruled in Brandon's favor. Let me say it that way. I would have ruled in Brandon's favor. I will Anna's say favor. I don't think they made the strongest argument. I think there's, there's definitely an argument there. Sure. And I didn't mind Kate and Saul's argument. It was like, he's down in the credits. That's a, that's a great rebuttal for sure. But I think if you bring up my example of John Powell's Star Wars Soul Story, uh, Star Wars Story, and John Williams wrote the theme, blah, blah, blah. Like, then I think you just throw out the question and give him a new one. You yeah. go, okay, you know, it's a little too, like, because it can lead you down a path, and then you get confused, and you're like, okay, well, then you start second-guessing yourself, and... I don't think a question should really do that when it's like when it's so murky like that in a in an I don't want to say completely it's not incorrect it's just if they had said what Star Trek TV composer also directed or also composed Superman for the Quest for Peace then I go okay because then now you're like okay TV like at least because when you say composer you're thinking oh with Star Trek movie like you're running through the list of but I mean, also like, and it does. It's it's beside the fact that what the ultimate what they are ultimately asking for is Superman, who 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 composed Superman for like sure. Piece. Okay, yes. However, the Star you, Trek thing can throw you off the course to the right answer. It's just, and it's and it, it's in a sense supposed to trick you. And I don't like that. It's like a trick with like a false type of answer in there. I, like you can, there's definitely been clever ways that they've. Worded questions before, and I, and I love that stuff. But this one just fell too much in the gray for me, for my liking. And so it, it's I'm curious what the chat's because I know the chat's been. Oh, the chat has a lot to say. Uh, chat has know, a lot to you say. Know. You know them. You know yeah, that yeah, little yeah. chat. Um, yeah. I, I let me ask you this last thing about this. Mm -hmm. 
how like how much do you think the arguments from players and managers actually weigh which way the challenge rules as opposed to a judge who's impartial looks at it for themselves yeah and says I, no uh, this is in clear this is clear you know it's almost the difference between a a uh, trial by judge yeah, and a trial yeah. by jury yeah 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 right and so, the jury's like why well, I, I mean, you know let's all throw in our opinions i'll i'll say for the Perry Bateman match you know when he mm-hmm. challenges the muppets uh, question uh, I was actually in that deliberation with PJ, okay. Christian, and, and, and Mark Ellis. And while I did hear what Bateman and Perry were saying, uh, those arguments, I was also I was like, I, in my mind, I already kind of had made up my mind. It's not that I completely discounted what they said, but it was just like, benefit of the doubt. And like, come on, like. She knows a movie. Right, she knows the movie, and so when we got back there, you know, we had we had that discussion. But like, and I don't recall us really discussing like their points at all. Really, we they might have, and it was a little bit while ago. But like, in that moment, you're kind of like, what was her answer? What was the question? So, but but that's my only my one experience. I'm not, you know, other experiences may be different. You know, where I so, oh hey, well they did say this. That's a good point. That may happen in other experiences. So I'm only going off one experience I've had with that in this type of you know setting. So take that as you will take it with a grain of salt. But I think it probably depends on you know I don't know how Christian and Mark typically think about those in the moment. You know. Well, uh, here's the thing: one, you need to do top five challenges in Schmodown <sighs> history for your next video. First of all, second of all, PLD brings up an interesting point in our chat. He says so. You know, using this new logic, is Owen Wilson an MCU performer now? For instance, if the question was, what MCU actor acts opposite Vince Vaughn in Wedding Crashers? Do you think, okay, well, who's been in an MCU movie? Owen Wilson's never been in the movie. He's been in the TV show. And and that connects to the MCU. The movies, just like the Star Trek show connects to the movies. Yeah. But it's, it's it's muddy. It's too much of a gray area that very gray. I don't. It's very gray. Care it's like, to venture it's like, into. It's like charcoal. <laughs> yeah, like it's a super dark gray. Um, real quick before we move on from this, Dagan, super chat. Five dollars. Got to hear that Booker clip again. Do you think it's upset of the year if Irwin beats Parker? Also, do you think Irwin is front runner for player of the year? I think that Irwin is the player of the year thus far, right? Um, if he beats Parker, is it the upset of the year? What's currently in the in the front for that? What's the big upset this year? Ooh, upset of the year. Um, let me go. I have to look at. I don't keep a running tally of these like I probably should as a good journalist. Well, I mean. <laughs> But like, like we're like over like a hundred something matches right now, so it, it's it's been a lot. Um, What's an upset that sticks out to me? That's like I don't know what the chat thinks. I don't know. Let me see here. Like upset. I mean, eh. like. Oh. And by the way, to PLD's question, Peggy Gubbins said Bradley Cooper would be the answer. What MCU actor That's, acted? A- yeah. But then I would challenge. I would go. Well, Owen Wilson. I could challenge you, right? Could I right. challenge? I could, put, yeah. I could put up a fight whether I win it or not. I don't know. 
Well, but uh, fight. upset of the year. If he wins, that would be a big upset. Um, I would say a doy on both counts. Yeah, a doy. <laughs> a doy. Like, if Ethan Irwin beats Parker, as great as Ethan is, if he beats Parker, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. The difference between singles and intergeekdom is the difference between MMA and boxing, right? Are they both combat sports? Sure. Do they involve punching and trying to knock your opponent out? Absolutely. Is one more technically crazy than the other? Sure. Because when you're in singles, you got to worry about all kinds of things. When you're in inner geekdom, it's a specialized martial art, right? They're two different things. Just because you're a good boxer doesn't mean you'll be a good MMA artist and vice versa, okay? So if Ethan Irwin were to beat Parker, that would be the upset of the year. Yeah, I think... Oh, my God. And uh, Rachel Adams. JTE over Paul Preston might be one. Mm. Is, is an upset, I think, that would be in the running. Don't know if it's like like ZZ one. Um, I, I guess at this point, I guess it might be for me. Because um, I'm going through the list here. I'm like, I I, I don't know. Like, beyond that, I, I, I'm i curious what the, if the chat has any. Uh, Del Real versus Liz, which we'll talk about. Um... Mm-hmm. On a ranking wise, sure, but in terms of skill level, I think, as evidenced by their from their first match, they were coming into this still fairly evenly matched. I thought Harper Thomas Harper says I'll tip my hat to Demolanta on the upset of the year award over well, Damon. Uh, yeah, I mean the way that he beat him, I guess was like I mean well that was I the overtime yeah. one, but let's see like. It was like, was it was it possible that Andrew DiMonte could beat Alex Damon? Yeah, that I think it was gonna, it was more still so gonna be, it'd be more so Alex, sure, but he was definitely the fate. He wasn't the favorite, but not by a wide margin, I'd say. So, but like at this point, I think we're grasping at straws here uh, in terms. So like, I, like again, I'm going through this the match result list here, and I just am not seeing something that like really sticks out to me. I think. Maybe, I don't know, not like McWeeny over Barbarian earlier in the year, or a little bit, you know, like a, couple, a few weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago. Um, maybe that one. Mm, again, like, I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, mean, Mark I, I think that's the best Liz, I had. I was Mark like Rally scrolling through really the... Upset. That's not really an upset, but no, it's just, yeah. I was trying to find the wiki. To look yeah. through all the matches, but I couldn't find it. Um, nevertheless, yeah. I think that would be a big upset of the year. Let's talk about the other match from this week. It's about Lightning, Liz, Shannon Miller, David Del Rio, round one, 23-18, David Del Rio. Yeah. With, with an, this is an upset. Is it the upset of the year? No. Is it an upset? Yes. Yeah, it's an upset for sure. Uh, David Del Rio, his first match played great. Liz Shannon Miller has played great this whole year. I mean, now she's 0-3, and and she's answering uh, like 80-something percent. Uh, She had 80% in this match, and she still lost. That's crazy. I know that between her her three opponents this year, they they have combined to miss four questions against her. Combined. It's insane. So, I mean, she's playing really, really tough competition and tough play. 
and she's 0-3. And, like, that was that was a pretty tough post-match uh, interview from her with Jen because uh, she, she seemed really down on herself, uh, the way yeah. she's played in singles. And despite playing at a high level, uh, she still felt kind of down on herself. And I get that. At 0-3, you know, you, you haven't come in and delivered on the singles side of things. Um, and sometimes that happens. And right now, I think for Liz, we're seeing her being one of the ultimate teammates to Ethan Irwin, an ultimate um, compliment to Ethan Irwin. I mean, Ethan Irwin also a compliment to Liz, but I think when I after this match, I go, man, Liz Shannon Miller is having the type of career now that is starting to resemble one Drew McQueenie. Incredible in teams, but for whatever reason just does not click, hasn't clicked in the past for Drew McQueenie. Um you know, a 500 player in singles, and that's where Liz is now at. She's six and six after this match. Um, just kind of, you know, one of those weird things that that happens from time to time to these to, to players uh, of Liz of Liz's ilk, where, you know, yeah, I think at this point it is kind of like a bad luck run, much in the same way Bibbs had bad luck, but he he finally got over that hump um, in singles. And in teams, but in singles most notably, you know, winning the title at least one, you know, in the past. And Drew McQueenie, you know, he's still trying to get over that singles something. You know, he's been a team's champion. He's been on a hell of a run, you know, above the line. Even when he's playing with, uh, when he played with Brienne, you know, um, you know, it, it, he had a good run there. They had a couple good matches there. And with the family, would he play with Andrew Guy? Incredible run. He went on like a five game winning streak, right? So or six game was it even? Uh, I think it was five. But anyway, so. I, yeah, I mean, it's and it's interesting too because I think you could say in her wins against Chance and Bibbs last year in the tournament, she hit her five. She got some lucky five, like like the Tank Girl five question. Like that was just kind of like it kind of like fell into her lap and at an opportune time, and she capitalized on it. And this year it hasn't the car, you know, it hasn't come back around to help her out again because she went on. There's there's a factor of luck, and I think. She took advantage of that luck when it was on her side last year, last year's tournament. And right now, she's just kind of going through a, a downspurt and where it's not really favoring her at the moment. But, you know, I think it's this is where she'll really be tested in terms of the singles division. You know, hopefully next year, you know, we, we see, you know, hopefully a reinvigorate. Because it can be tough because I, I fear she may also kind of get down herself much in the way Paul Preston has. I mean, he's played exquisite. I mean phenomenal and the wins just have not been there for him and so she, she's not the only one that goes through this hasn't been the only one that goes through this and will and will not be the only one and there there will be more players next year i mean adam collins you know, he only, he's only played one match thus far and we'll see him tomorrow night play but you know and then like deception hasn't really quite gone his way so there is a low Players go through a low. Ethan Irwin went through a low after his first year. So did Paul Oyama. Ben Bateman kind of teetering up and down after you know they've reached certain peaks, right? People come back down to earth. And not to say that Liz reached – she reached a pretty good height last year with her run in the tournament. But, you know, it's just you just got to weather these things. And and luckily, you know, I think she's got a great faction behind her. As Sam pointed out in the post-match that they're all behind her. And she still has got – you know, they still – Lightning Time still got to play final exam. And so they still have – a shot at, at at some glory there. Um, we'll just see how this match affects her next match, and that's you know that's 
just learning experiences, I guess, at this point. Yeah, it's definitely they got to go through the learning experience uh, for Liz. Liz has been playing great alongside Ethan Irwin. That's without a shadow of a doubt. They've been a deadly team. They have a big match coming up around the block. But just to see how they were able to work off one another against Danger Zone, you know that the yeah. talent and the abilities there. Liz has the knowledge. She's one of those knowledge players. I think that what we have seen, given her accuracy versus her record, it's that intangible element in the schmodown that you can't prepare for that is the randomness of the questions that you are asked on that given day yeah right i don't think anyone would doubt the knowledge of a rachel cushing of a william bibiani of a lon harris of a a paul preston of a liz shannon miller however sometimes the questions just don't align yeah to what they know it's it's literally sometimes they're answering questions with their glasses on Sometimes it's with the glasses <laughs> off, right, right, right? right? It's in a blind spot. And it, you can't prepare for that. You can do as much studying as you can, but at the end of the day, you do not know what you do not know. And it's it's so hard to get ready for that. And like you said, this could be a, a learning experience for her and, and moving forward. I have no doubt. Liz Shannon Miller has the right attitude. She has the right ability. She has the right everything to be a success, a major success, a champion, singles, teams, or otherwise in this game. It's just going to, you know, it's going to take stuff like this. Yeah. Unfortunately. And, you know, this was a suspect's dungeon match. And that mm. has implications with the, the standings here, in which I'm going to pop up on the screen here, because this win for the dungeons, three points, it's a tournament match, does put them back at the top over Corky Mercs because the dungeon does have the better um, win percentage at this point over the Mercs, even though they're both tied at 56 points. And you see the suspects at 48 points. So, you know, three points there would have put them into the 50s, right? You know, would have put them five points behind, so funny. you know, the the, the Mercs. Um, what, so what, this where is, did the, when did the Mercs, what, uh, what did they finish last year? In what place? Ooh, Do you remember? Right. Anybody remember? Off the I, top there? I want to say like seventh. Right, and and didn't Dungeon finish like dead last? Yeah, right. And didn't He's the usual excluding suspect the burning drugs, excluding the burning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drugs. And and weren't usual suspects they were right in that mix well. too? Yeah. And now they're all in the top three. Look at that! Look at that! It's crazy. Um, but we also, I mean, we do have to talk about David Del Rio though. Pick, oh, David up. Del Rio picked is up. Is the he's the recipient? He's the recipient of this week's. Great Scott, moment of the week. Can I get a great Scott? Great Scott. Yeah, absolutely. This dude has delivered two big wins to the dungeon. Massive. Um, via the den dropping Del Rio. Now, I understand the reasoning because, you know, they had Harper, Lacey, and they picked up Ross, and they kind of wanted to prepare for a Star Wars tournament and all those different scenarios they were going through. However, I, I don't know if you heard this, Brad, but on backstage earlier earlier today, earlier this week, um, Ben Goddard. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar. You know, Seen his work. Seemed very, very high on drafting David Del Rio. It seems like, According to his comments, he met on backstage that he was that he really pushed for David Del Rio, and as we had heard from Kate earlier um, when we had her on the show, you know she she said you know she really relied on on Ben and Paul to kind of like build out the den and really you know took you know what they had to say to heart and under advisement, and and then so they drafted Del 
drafted David Del Rio, but then mm-hmm. dropped him mm-hmm. in order to pick up Ross, and then Kaiser, who actually has somewhat of a personal relationship with David Del Rio, scooped him up, and now he's delivered two big W's. But going back to this Ben Goddard thing, he said some interesting stuff on backstage, and he did not sound pleased that they dropped David Del Rio. Um, and and right now, it's it's hurting more because he's won twice since then, and he's delivered five total points, a regular season win and a tournament win, and uh, yeah, that could be five points for the Den. And then let's say Thomas Harper, what if he wins the Star Wars title and defends the Den? You know, and what if what if David Del Rio goes on to goes on a road or you know what in if? this tournament? So it, it, it's. You hate to they see faced, it. They faced winner uh, Del Rio will face the winner of Brittany Young and James White in the second round. So, and I think that's a very winnable match for David Del Rio. Oh, I think it's a, right? a supremely winnable. You gotta like match his odds him. against either of them the way he's been playing. He would be he would be my pick. I think I was on the call for David Del Rio's match. Was I? Um, the first time he played. The first Did one? I do that? Oh, I don't Did know. I do that? That's that's the one he played for the dungeon. I think yeah, I was on it. Either way. When he played Frank Moran, I think you were. I think I, I was. I don't know. Were you? Either way, if when I watched it, I felt like I was there, even if I wasn't, right? And I, I, I remember how impressive he was against Frank Moran, yeah. fresh off of being dropped and picked up. in that match. Yeah, sensational. So uh, I'm not surprised, like the great Nathan Diaz once said at the UFC, I'm not surprised, but – uh, this is an upset. Uh, no, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Liz Shannon Miller um, was the favorite. So, <laughs> PLD is confirming you were there. <laughs> I was there. Okay, you were thank there. You, Paul. Your alibi. <laughs> we it checked on out. your alibi, and it checks out. <laughs> That's terrible, isn't it? That, that I mean, look, it's 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 a long year. It's a long, long year. It happens though. You know, some someone. Um, uh, at the reality wrestling show, we had a big show this last weekend. They came up to me and they're like, "Man, I'm. It was just so awesome to hear you call my match. You know, it's such a big moment for me." And I was like, "Oh man, that's great." Yeah. And I was yeah. like, "I called your match. <laughs> I don't remember doing oh that, no! But thank you." Um, and then I had to go back and look and see if I did it. And you know what? I did. Shout and, out to them. And you know, one other last thing I do want to say about David Del Rio is I watched his interview on backstage and. And, you know, I had talked to Kaiser, too, right after he picked him up. And I was like, dude, what do you know that none of us – like, what's going on here? And he's like, like, the dude just want, wants to play. He's hungry for it. And, like, when Kaiser says that stuff about players, you got to listen to it. Yep. And so I was like, all right. And then he came out, played that first match against Frank Moran. I was like, damn, yeah, Kaiser was on something. And then you hear him, then you hear Del Rio talking to Ben on backstage. It's like, yeah, he really wants to be in this thing and, and yep. excel at it. And, and he's called he called it his sport. And it's – and it's – a lot of people's sports, you know, yeah. uh, or their only sport, really. And uh, he called it his sport because they're not into, you know, whatever. And that's cool. But the fact that he's, re- I think this should be a wake-up call to everybody else that David Del Rio is in it and don't sleep on him anymore. Um, he's coming. He's coming for the league. He's coming. He's going to have, like I said, Brittany Young or James White are going to have their hands full, whoever he's got to play. It's going to be a great match. It's going to be sensational. And it's huge for the dungeon because mm-hmm. presumably Merle wins his first match. We know Bateman's already won his first match. Um, you know, oh man, they got a lot of people. Video Drew, unfortunately, you know. 
was defeated by Griffin Newman. But they could have if Dan Morrell does win, which oh, it's not, or he's probably gonna, they're going to have three players in playing... the second round. Jessica Schloth. 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 Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, get to, we'll, get to, we'll get to that bracket. Yeah, we'll get to those brackets. I'm a big so. fan of. Yeah, yeah. Um, McQueenie taking on Ty Lieberman tomorrow. Prediction, Frank Janish. Ooh, the winner is... will face the Beast in yeah, round two. Not a not a nice consolation prize. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but against... McQueenie, Bibiani, we have would we fun. would like to see it. We would like to see it. And but this match for McQueenie is tough. Lieberman's no joke. And as we, we were talking about earlier, with in comparison with Liz, you know, McQueenie hasn't always worked out for McQueenie. But I'd like to think that the way things have been going in with the suspects, and I know the Finstock Exchange have done a great job as well, um, cultivating their players over there, especially those rookies, you know. And Lieberman's one of them. But Drew McQueenie, I think, being reunited with Sam Levine, you have an Ethan Ar- Ethan Irwin over there, Liz Shannon Miller. You have Frankie Alvarez, you have Amaru Moses, and most notably in terms of preparation, Paige, Paige Frabetti, right? So Frabetti. Frabetti. So I think that's a huge boost. And not to mention, they're going to be a team uh, in this upcoming teams tournament, uh, has been announced earlier in the week. So I, I like Drew's odds here. I think I think he's probably well-suited to win this match more than ever. And, yeah. um, you know, Lieberman I'd like to see the rematch. Puts on a good show. I liked what I've seen when you know, Free For All, his other singles match. And uh, he puts on a good show, so I'm certain that's going to happen. But can he deliver the questions as, or the answers as well against Drew McWeenie, who has a tremendous amount of knowledge? And I think I think he's finally with the right group to to extract it. Even, you know, so so we'll see. It's going to be a great we match, I think. We shall see. Um, I got Drew McWeenie, though. T.Y. Lieberman, I'm a big fan, but um, I got Drew McQueenie in that one. Yeah. PLD, Drew McQueenie, Ty Lieberman, give me a thumbs up for Drew. Or thumbs up for Ty? He's got Ty Lieberman. He's got Ty Lieberman. That's crazy. Hey, you know what? That, that's a man who lives life on the edge. Yeah, you know. PLD, everyone knows. Let's look at these tournament brackets. We have the singles and the teams brackets to take a look at. Um, Which one uh, you the, look at first? Which one I you say look? let's go singles because we've been talking about singles. Tournament rosters are set. Dan Merle, Jessica Schloth, Lon Harris, King Khan, Ellison, or Kalinowski, uh, depending on how things shape out in that Inner Geekdom Championship match coming up against no, Chandra the Chosen. <laughs> oh, <Singles>. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Singles. Tonight, tomorrow night, we tomorrow, can find okay. out exactly tomorrow what happens. We'll or we'll, we'll get a piece of the puzzle tomorrow night. But, what yeah. am I thinking? But they're going to play Paul Walter Hauser. That's dark horse. Look, if Kalinowski has to play with Paul Walter Hauser, dude, I don't, I don't oh, like that man. matchup for Kalinowski. I don't. It's going to be real tough. It's going to be fun, then. That's whether it's Chance or Kalinowski playing Paul Walter Hauser. That is not what I want to see as my first round matchup, based on how he played um, against Doug. I, I don't. Oof, that's that's rough. It's a rough gig. It's a rough gig. Um, Eric Zipper taking on Janine. Another toughie. Paul yeah. Oyama, Nick Harley. You know who we're repping for in that one. Paul Oyama, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Nick Harley's got going to get it done. It's so awesome to see an FCL player in the singles tournament. No, he's um, an MCS player, don't you know? I like you. <laughs> but not that much. All right. <laughs> Barbarian, 
taking on Alonzo Duralde. That's Ooh. actually a match I never knew I wanted, and I'm so happy I'm right? getting. Jacoby Bancroft, Brendan Meyer. You know what? Times tough. two for that one. That's tough. Collins. I hmm. Oh, I, I have a. I have. I have a. Mm, who do I have in that one? Who do you have in that one? Who do you think? Give us some Roni, brother. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that's what you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collins, Ellison, Kalinowski, Peggy Gubbins. Yeah, tough, um, tough draw for Pegs there. For Peggy super. Gubbins there, it's that's tough. That's you know you're looking at champions all around there in your first tournament match. Yikes. We know Ben Bateman defeated Scary Perry Nimeroff in overtime in a nail biter. Ooh. I called should, Ben Bateman. Yeah, we gotta talk about this after this match. And I said, Ben Bateman, you couldn't pull Salma Hayek? Bro, everyone in the cantina was like, what are you doing? You couldn't pull Rita Escobar? I think that was her name in the movie. Salma Hayek? If you've ever seen. Look how close he is to the screen. I I was like, like (laughs) he was like right up on it. If you've ever seen the Wild Wild West or even saw the poster, a trailer, a snippet, she's the only watchable thing in the movie. Hey. Because she's Salma Hayek. Wicked, wicked, wicked wow. Come on. I mean. Oh, oh, yeah. The the song's awesome. Yeah. yeah, Wicked, wicked wow. Ask Coy. (laughs) Yes. Jim West. Now, did you ever watch the Wild Wild West television show? Um, I think a little bit. It kind of, yeah. Yeah, back in the day, old yeah, school. Yeah, one. back in the day. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Jim West. What a great name. And you know what's funny? His name was Jim West. And they were in the wild, the wild west. Wild, wild. Oh my west, gosh! Yeah. Like they, they did the thing where somebody really was thinking earned yeah. their paycheck. <laughs> they really did. They really but did. They say <laughs> they're like, wait, I got it. His name could be Jim West. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, first of all. Linus Babcock's in the chat. He says, "Hey everyone, just just want to make sure everyone knows that." He said, "Is Linus?" Hey. Is he Linus said, "Hey, I'm showing 54 minutes late to the show, but hey everyone." So that's does, nice. Does Linus have his driver's license yet? I think he's a I think he's a college boy. Yeah. Is he? Oh, good for you, Linus. Yeah, yeah. Fine, um, young Tinderoni. Let's go. Uh, you know, but this Perry Bateman match because we didn't get to talk about it last week because it happened you know before a show. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Perry, killer. She, Chance it with new releases, right? There's great. There's, there's, there's some good questions spin for she her. wants back. There's some good spin for her. There's some questions she wants back, obviously, right? Yeah. But then Ben gets opponents, and she gives him mixed bag. And Jurassic Park was a slice on the wheel. Now I know I know a lot of people were like, "Well, you got to give him Jurassic Park because Perry could steal for that, and there's no way Ben's gonna know about Jurassic Park." However, knowing the type of player Ben is, you don't think he prepared. For Jurassic Absolutely. Park, he totally did. I know that he did because he told me that he did. And of course, Coy and Perry were, were thinking about that. So, um, I I don't mind the mixed bag route. The Jurassic Park, look, you're a genius if he stumbles on it, or you're an idiot, or you're an idiot if he runs the gambit, right? And you take your, I think you take your chances with mixed bag because Ben Bayman is a type of player. That like once he can he likes to hone in on specific areas, right? But if you have him going all over the place now, I can I can get with that that philosophy that that logic I can get with it. So, um, let me ask you yeah. to go back to um, 
his miss, Ben Bateman's miss, that made this go into overtime. But we just went, what, two rounds in overtime? Three? One. One? The first question. It's yeah. just one? Okay, it was a Western yeah, I was... question. I was like... It's quick. I mean, come on. Question writers, you know the type of player Perry is. You, like, I, I understand it's probably random, but, like, you also have the power to, to, to like... To influence the game, Frank Janice? Is that to, what you're to, suggesting? To give a different category. You know, it should have went animated. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but who is your favorite Latina actress of all time? Bro. <sighs> Jenny from the block. Oh, like, thank you. Thank you. It's Jay not. Wait, 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 wait. Just so I can clarify. Jay Lowe. It's not Rene Russo. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Brian Kramer does say, hey, look, they didn't they left out the Reed Escobar on on the question repeat when Ben asked for the repeat. Oh, okay, yeah. True. However, like Come on, man. You don't know someone high cold off of that? Like I know, like me and Ben are around the same age, like mm -hmm. I knew Salma Hayek. Oh, that's a lot in of the, people knew Salma Hayek right off of that. You know, that's in the you know what I'm saying. Right. Right. Oh yeah, that's 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 it's there. Right click, download, save. You know, <laughs> it's, it's there. <laughs> oh man! Back when they had Google Video, hidden, hidden and folder. Uh, you know, YouTube. <laughs> I don't know if you remember Google Video was the that was where oh it was at. Gosh. You know what I mean? Um, PLD just agreed way too heavy back there. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember Google Video. Um, Actually, yes to this one. Too. Rosie President, white man can't jump. Yeah. Also, do the right thing as well. I think it was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Use your brain, homie. Do the right thing. Yeah. Let's uh let's get back to our bracket there. Yeah. Jada Paramo, the Hurricane, and Paige for Betty. We already saw Paige advances, so Paige versus Ben up Ooh. next. Paige, this is interesting. I like this one because even in Paige's audition, she called out Ben Bateman. Remember, there's like that kind of like uh, requisite of like if, if you put in audition tape, you know, call call you know make a promo and call a player out. She chose Ben Bateman, and she doubled down on that. I think earlier in the week or last week on Twitter going after Bateman. So that match is happening. I love it. Second round match. Ooh. So then we have up next Josh Horowitz, uh, who will beat Jen Kemp. So he's going to play Griffey Nooms in New York City live. That should be amazing. I have Josh Horowitz winning that one. Yeah, that's, that's going to be, oh, I'm going to go. With Griffin Newman, actually. Mm, okay. On that one. It's we have, I can't wait to see. I, I, I hope I'm there to watch that in person. It's going to be insane, I think, that night. But We have uh, Bibiani taking on the winner of Drew McQueenie, Ty Lieberman. We'll find out tomorrow. Bib should be highly favored in a tournament always. Yeah. Um, Liz Shannon Miller, David Del Rio. Liz Shannon Miller takes the loss to David Del Rio, also known as DDR. And he's going to be taking on Dance Dance Revolution. He's going to be taking on Brittany Young versus or, James yeah. or James White. Um, but the question here, Brad, is who has the toughest route to the final? Well, you know what? Honestly, Dan Merle. His looks pretty tough. Yeah. Dan's got a tough one. Uh, Ben Bateman has a tough one. I think, I think the Brendan Meyer, has a tough Brendan one. Meyer, Paul Oyama, if, if like that whole thing, like that looks tough. That's a rough like one. Paul, if he beats Nick Harley, you know, Barbarian, not, not, 
easily. And then let's say, you know, what if, what if Chance or Adam Collins is in that bracket, ends up in that part of the bracket? I mean, you could have Chance or Adam Collins with the Brendan Meyer, with Alonzo Duralde, Barbarian. I mean, Jacoby Bancroft as well as a rookie is really good. You know, good things for Nick Harley, but Paul Yama, former champ. That that quad over there looks stupid Nick hard. Like Harley undefeated in his trivia career. <laughs> okay, true. All things do come to an end. Like Paul Oyama's season. Ooh. Oh, got him, coach. That 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 might be the toughest quadrant over there. I mean, that just it's looks really rude. I think Dan Merrill also, you know, up there. His quad, pretty tough. I mean, Janine's on a roll this year. He's playing really well. Polter Hauser, if he goes up against Chance or Mike, you know, that's going to be a tough match. And the next round for for Janine or Zip's going to be tough. Dan, right, we're, we're, we're guessing she gets past Jess there. I, he's either going to play Lon Harris or or King Khan. Like, that's not going to be an easy out either. So I think that's probably, Mike, I would say the second toughest uh, well, I don't know because actually top right looks pretty tough too with Bateman, Page, yeah. Josh, Griffey Nooms. Like that's pretty stiff. I might give that one the second toughest route. It, they're, they're, it's it's not gonna, whoever wins this has earned it. Oh, that's for damn yeah. sure. It's a rough it's a rough game all the way around. If we transition oh. though, oh oh wait, what real quick, take, what is Dagan saying here? I think Dan will lose the King Con. Crazy prediction. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, all right. That's just I don't know. It could happen. I mean, sure. But man, that would that would be an upset of an. Dan loses to Jessica. Oh, that's upset of the year. Upset of the entire history of the show. And I'm a big Jessica fan. Like, yeah, absolutely. But man, I'm a big fan. But uh, yeah, who do you have winning the entire thing? Put your money on it right now, Blood. I want you to make a guess too. All right, I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yoda, you're in this right now. You're live. You're going Oyama. Yeah, I'm gonna go Oyama. PLD. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Merle. Sure. <laughs> sure. Safe. Yeah. I'll just play. Wow, it safe. really went on a ledge there. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I did pick a former champ as well, but um, yeah, yeah. Two words. Nick. Harley, all yes, right. I rep okay. for the home team. Always PLD. You should be ashamed of excluding, yourself. Goodbye. Excluding Harley, Brad, because that's just such an easy. Okay, help. excluding Harley. Yeah. Excluding Harley, I have Josh Horowitz. You know what? And that's then Tim Sims, like he's got news winning the entire tournament, dude. I think he might. I think he'd certainly come out of the right side. Absolutely. Paul Yama, Griffin Newman. Also, uh, what if we get a Brendan Meyer Griffin Newman final? Brendan Meyer's mm. a big fan of Blank Check. Like to have that matchup, I think would blow Brendan's mind. Just him being a big fan, you know. I mean, he credited Griffin Newman's podcast for getting that um, uh, that question in, in Shazam Corruption. Oh, what's the name? I forget now. But like, um, that'd be crazy too. So a lot of great. This is a, a tremendous bracket. Tremendous talent in here. It's going to be ridiculous what what is brad doing on there look at you sorry i was looking at notes um <laughs> yeah i just wanted to spring it on you that's fun which means up next we have to talk about our team's tournament <laughs> thank you that's right uh 18 tournament here are the we'll break this down for us frank so yeah. we know from the danger zone dan and ben are in the tourney right so we don't know what the bracket looks like we just know that these names these team names were revealed or pairings rather when it comes to press room, so that's Josh Horowitz pairing Emeroff, which will be uh, 
a really interesting to see how they play now that I think Perry does have this more of a newfound confidence after her play against Ben Bateman. I think, you know, she puts up, you know, six points or seven points in that first round along with Josh, what he's been doing. That's that's going to be a very scary team to see right there uh, in the first round. And then for Betty and McQueenie as a team for suspects, I mean, I like that pairing a lot. Uh, I get some, some old blood, young blood in there. We could, it could be interesting combination there. Uh, Duralde and Riley. This is a very interesting one because Riley, a former two-time singles champion, um, has had pretty good success in the past in teams. He was with uh, Wolves of Steel and and Who's the Boss. So he's no stranger to deep runs in tournaments and playing in big matches like that. So um, And he has a big win over Lishan Miller earlier in the year. So we'll see what he can do with Duralde, who's just a mountain of information, just just knows so much. And if Riley can help extract that, they could really do a lot of damage uh, very quickly to teams. Midterms, that's Jonathan Harrison's zipper. We saw him early in the year, had a great debut. Um, I like their, their chemistry. I like their dynamic. We'll see if it can deliver a win. Chaos Theory, this one's an interesting one with Jacoby Bancroft and Nick Harley. Nothing against your boy Nick Harley, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Here I, we go again. I really... Like the way that Blackjack played with with Jacoby and Janine, and Janine's been on a tear. She's really upped her game, and to see her not in the team's tournament, um, kind of, kind of, it's kind of a sour note for me, just because I wanted to see Janine continue to show that she's just she's turned a new page and that um, she she's at a new level, and that it's kind of coming short here. Even though she's in the singles tournament and she's playing Zip, which will be a tough match. And a great mm-hmm. match. I, I was thinking I would like to see Blackjack in the mm. tournament. Um, and, you know, there's no Otter couple, uh, no Snyder and Janine. And I think, um, you know, I see some rumblings in, in, in the Facebook groups and in the Reddit in terms of, you know, what's going on with Snyder because uh, he's also not in the singles tournament. So, um, but neither is Roka. And, and so, um, look, these guys have been playing a long time. And if they want to take a yeah. break, they take a break. They take like, a break. You take a break. Uh, corruption, Chance and and Mike. You know, look, I think they got to be the favorites to win the tournament. Tell you the truth, doy over Danger Zone. It's gonna be tough, but it, I think it'd be, it'd be really weird if Danger Zone and Corruption were on the same side of the bracket. Really weird, I think. So they got to be on separate sides. So I kind of feel like this is angling for a Danger Zone Corruption final. I don't know if what the the bracket looks like, but you would think. Um, Oh, sorry, Josh. Yeah, Snyder is playing tomorrow, but he wants to, if he wants to take a break, whenever he wants to take a break, he can take a break. Um, King Arthur. This is a great name. King Khan, Griffey Nooms. Um, great team. I, I'm interested to see this dynamic. Griffey Nooms, he's very much, um, what do you say, uh, very much um, artistic in his portrayal, in his approach to the game, very um, energetic. King Khan is a little bit more reserved, but super knowledgeable, as we've seen. And uh, I, I think he can be a real asset to Griffey Nooms and and likewise Nooms to uh, King Khan there. So that's that's a great team name. And uh, PLD, which of these teams sticks out to you besides Corruption Danger Zone? I mean, we already know about them. Besides those two, obviously. But I think, honestly, King Arthur is the one that's got my attention. I, I love Nooms yeah. and Khan. And I putting them together, I don't know how many weaknesses they have. They really seem to have a vast broad knowledge base, I think they could surprise a lot of people. I would not be shocked if they went all the way. 
I mean, it's. I mean, yeah. I, I, because I guess the Finstock Exchange, you just can't be surprised with them anymore. You're kind of expecting, you know, them to. You can't be surprised anymore by what they do. Is the, is the main point, I guess. People so, went off on on Finstock for his draft, and now though he's yeah. proved that it wasn't all that. It, <laughs> that, it that, wasn't that as crazy as we all thought yeah. it was. Yeah, right? yeah. you know. So, um, real quick, we do have a quick five dollar hey. super chat. <laughs> I just wanted to hear the Booker say super chat, but it's, it's not crazy <laughs> to imagine Dan losing. Historically, I don't think he's played well in tournaments. Well, he hasn't been in many tournaments. Right. He he's, had only, to. he's only in that one truncated singles tournament where he got taken out by Ethan, right? Um, he did win, you know, the kind of like the consolation uh, match against Clark Wolf, right? So, yeah. Right. And then, look, he just got to the finals in a team's tournament earlier this year. Um, anarchy, obviously, anarchy tournament, sure, but sure. you know, eh, you know, if eh. we're talking about the singles tournament, I mean, the guy is a five-time singles champion, so I think there's less of a, I think you have more of an argument for the teams tournament, but even still, I, I still like his eyes. I mean, even with founding fathers, you know, I mean, they had a tough match against final exam, sure, and but like that was the semifinal, and so. And they're smaller tournaments, so it's kind of hard to say. This one, for sure. He's never been in a tournament like this. Um, so it, it's teams-wise, yeah, sure. And, I mean, overall, his team's um, career hasn't been as stellar, nor near as stellar as his singles career, for sure. Um, but singles-wise, I come on, I'd, I'd be surprised if he didn't get to the semifinals, to, to tell you the truth. I well, mean, That's just the kind of player he is. I mean, he's, he's, you know, the GOAT. It, you know, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Tomorrow, Schmodown Throwdown pay-per-view will be going down. We will see Adam Collins uh, taking on JTE as well as uh, Snyder. Yeah. Snyder taking on Chance Ellison. Let's just roundtable it real quick, everybody, before we wrap up today's Schmodown rundown. Number 260, believe it or not. PLD, who are your two picks for these two matches we got going down tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific time? We are getting a corruption final there of that little mini gauntlet. Chance mm -hmm. versus Collins. P, uh, you are PLD. Your name I is am. Frank Janish. Yeah. Who do you have? There's, there's times when players mm -hmm. are just like, all right, let's just go. Let's just, just do it. If this is the end, this is the end. And then they win. There's, like, and, like, here's the thing that really worries me is that there just hasn't been a whole lot of whole lot of out of the Snyder camp. And I think he's just going to roll in there and, and pull a Snyder and eke one out. Doesn't know how it happens. And Chance always seems to have bad luck with these sorts of situations. I really think Snyder can bring the business against Chance. Chance is great. No doubt about it. He's he's on a roll, and I'm not saying that like Snyder's gonna walk over Chance. No, no one no one does that. No one does that. Chance continually puts up. We've talked about this. He continually puts up the biggest fights. Look how he played Ethan Irwin and, and Bibiani in those back to back you know first round tournament matches. Right, always played them tough. He could do it. Um, Collins and JTE, dude. There's just no way. Like JTE, really? Like come on, Adam Collins, the dude like. Misses like one question a match. Look, man, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and listen to the slander of Jeté. 
All right. JTE is the real boy. Y'all not forget what this man does in tournaments. He can make things happen in tournaments. Mispronounce things and misspell. He can misspell. He can lose, sure. But he's the real man. That's the real boy there. I'm going to go JTE. I'm going to go Chance Ellison. Lead pipe lock. <laughs> Lead pipe lock, yeah. And now you know what to vote against them, guys. Yeah, yeah, especially Jabron in the Facebook group. I forgot what his full name is, but Jabron, I think, is his middle name. He's French. Um, those are my picks. Those are your picks. Good for you. Well, that was number 260 of the Schmodown Rundown. My name is the boat Brad Gilmore. I'm joined by P to the L to the D. Catch us this Tuesday on the FCL. That man's name is Frank Janish. You can find him, well, on this channel, doing lots of things. And he's tweeting about other things involving things that we talk about at FrankieJ29. You'll find me on all social media at Brad Gilmore. They call me the boat for Frank Janish and PLD. We will see you all next week. Same time, same place here. Schmode on When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.